Go ahead, Johnny. What up, world? Hello, Asylum. Uh, welcome to another podcast. Tonight we have a, a very, very special guest to me. Um, met this cat about a year ago at Mustang Week. Took to him pretty good. Uh, really liked him. Uh, I like a lot of his stuff that he has, that he offers, uh, as far as merchandise goes. Uh, Y'all probably know who I'm talking about by now. Uh, He does a lot of design work for the Fox Body community, Mr. Harris Lou. What's going on, Harris? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I uh, you know the way my merch merch mind works. If we're calling this the the asylum, when are we getting get like branded straight jackets so we can? Yeah. <laughs> we need we definitely got to have one of those for Tom. Yeah, He's the crazy yeah, sure. one. Hell yeah, leather cut off oh, yeah. jean vest. Buckles. Sick, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> pink studded diamonds is what I was thinking for you. Bro, you walk around your house wearing yoga pants that say "juicy" on the ass, and you're talking <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> maybe I, hey, maybe I am. Maybe that's just what you're thinking. I'm wearing in your dreams. <laughs> hey, after all those Christmas tree cakes, I'm sure it's juicy as heck right now. That's exactly right. <laughs> that that that's should be exactly your vanity right. plate, juicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so well, thanks, hey, thanks let's, let's step off here. in it a little bit. Um, sure, Harris. Let's uh, let's start from. I, I wouldn't say the beginning, but let's start from I don't know, say the teenage years, dude. Let's 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 talk about you know how how Harris came up and and uh, get into a little bit of the college background and you know tell us a little bit about what makes you you, dude. Uh, well, I grew up in a little small town north of Raleigh, North Carolina, called uh, Oxford, North Carolina. It's uh, we got a couple of exits and a Walmart and uh, a couple food joints if you need to ever stop between like Raleigh and Richmond on 85. Um, that's about all we got. Uh, grew up, went to a high school. I think my graduating class was, was super small. Um, but, you know, my family grew up on a farm. Uh, my family's been there for hundreds of years. The house that I grew up in just turned 100 last year. It was my great grandparents' house. Um, so my, you know, my family, the Harris family on my mom's side is, has been in the area for quite a while. And, uh, you know, my granddad was a farmer. He, he, he was a mail carrier. So, one of those towns where, you know, everybody knew him. So then everybody knew me. Um, and, you, you know, when you when you're growing up as a teenager and you get your first car and it's a Fox body and even though it's a four cylinder, you still want to drive it crazy. Uh, you can't really do anything in that town without getting in trouble. Um, so being the, uh, the the kid I was, I ended up with the worst driver superlative in my high school yearbook, um, which I never had in a car accident. Uh, I never got a ticket in high school. Um, but because I was, I got caught doing donuts in the parking lot and doing a burnout in front of the, the church, uh, chicken plate sale. Um, I, I got coined as the worst driver. Now the girl that got worst driver with me, uh, she had had a couple accidents in like two different cars and we were 17, 18 at the time. So yeah, she deserved it. I was just a show off and an idiot. Um, but yeah, I had my parking pass, uh, threatened to be revoked a couple times and made the football team run suicides for hot rodding in the parking lot after practice one day. Um, so, you know, it, but, uh, but that's, uh, you know, I grew up in a, in a small little rural town. So uh, I feel like my generation, uh, most of the kids were driving trucks or, you know, half the baseball team had Jeep Wranglers. Um, so it was like me and two or three other guys that actually had cars. One of my buddies had a, a 350Z and this was 2007, 2008. So he had like a, an 06, 07, 350Z. So he had like the newest, hottest car. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, 
my other buddy had a 67 Camaro that he and his dad had restored. Uh, he daily drove a Tacoma, but he would drive the Camaro every Friday. Um, and then my best friend, Kenny, had an 07 Monte Carlo that uh, it was top of the line. It wasn't the SS, but it was the, the next notch down, but had all the leather and everything. And, um, and then my, my other friend had a green, uh, forest green uh, 96 V6 Mustang. So me and him were kind of the Mustang guys. And, um, you know, we parked together in the row on the back row of the senior lot at the, at the school every morning. And um, that was kind of our thing. I mean, I, my car wasn't anything special though. He was one of the cool kids. In other words, we tried to be, I don't, I don't know how, how cool we were, but we thought we were. You were a hell of a lot cooler than Tom was. I can promise you that. (laughs) Well, my, my little, my little $800 uh, four banger that uh, I was having to get in through the passenger door for the first three months I had it because my door handles were broken. Um, I don't, don't know how cool I was for that first little bit. Oh, dude, um, that was so cool. You know it was. Oh, man, it was so bad. I bought that car. <laughs> and uh, when we went and first looked at that car, me and my parents went. It was in Durham. And uh, this is the beginning of the Calypso story. But, um, I mean, the, the quarter window was like 10 layers of duct tape because somebody had broken into it in Durham. And the previous owner hadn't cleaned the glass out of the back. So, I mean, it, we left that day and my mom looked at us because we, we were like, yeah, we'll be back. You know, we'll, we're, we like the car. And we get in the car, and my mom's like, y'all just being nice to that guy, right? Like, you're not going to buy that car. <laughs> you're not going to buy that shit box, are you? <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, the previous owner was a chain smoker. It was just all the opal gray interior looked like tan. It, no hatch carpet. It was used as a paint truck. So uh, so let's just say, like, the first year I had the car, it was not a, not the best thing to ride around in. Um I dated this girl from from a town over who who was a member of the country club and went to private school and we'd drive around her town and she would like I always noticed she'd sit in the seat weird and then I f- found out later she was ducking down so no one could see her. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> riding in the car. If I remember correct, you because for everyone who doesn't know, you could also go listen to Harris on Rolling in My 5.0 podcast with Chris and Gary. You paid what seven hundred bucks for that car? Like seven hundred, eight hundred. The 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 details have gotten a little blurred since I, since it's been fifteen years. So it was it was either seven hundred or eight hundred. I know the original asking price was nine hundred, um, and the car had hundred and forty something thousand miles on it at the time, and uh, it's got like two hundred fifty now. So uh, so yeah, I mean, not a bad investment to get me all the way through college until I started screwing with it and messing stuff up because I thought I was gonna build a car with refund check money, which I recommend kids if you're out there getting college loans and you're getting big refund checks, uh, don't build cars with them because you will still be paying for them at 30 <laughs> and regret your decisions. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely what my what we could afford at the time. My dad, uh, he he was, got laid off when the recession happened, um, and I just so happened to turn 16 in 2008. Um, so perfect timing for me to get a car. Um, so it was either going to be that or I was going to drive his 87 Cavalier convertible, maybe that we had motor swapped um, or what motor 90, did you put in? We put a 3.1 in it. Okay. So it was 87. We originally had the 2.8 uh, convertibles, gunmetal gray, but you know, they didn't put clear coat on cars in 87. So it was yeah. like a, it was a battleship gray when we had it, it was nice and, and matte. Yeah. Um, matte gray. Yeah. But my cousin, Adam, his first car was a 96 grand Am. And uh, he slid it into a telephone pole. 
So uh, we took, we bought it off of him for the salvage price and then put the 3.1 and the 17 inch wheels that were on the Grand Dam on that 87 Cavalier and uh, made it a sporty little car. We, yeah. That was the first, first engine swap I'd ever done. We did it in our, our my grandparents' garage. Um, but yeah, my that's the car I'd, I used to drive if I wanted to go fast because my little four cylinder won't go nowhere. Right, but, right. Uh, that Cavalier I got a question was, kind of off, off the car thing for a second. Did you? With the graphic design and photography, did you know in high school that you wanted to go that direction? Yes, but not until about halfway through or a little later. I mean, I've, I've been drawing cars since I could put a crayon to a piece of construction paper. Um, my cousin, Eric, who's he's now he's five years older than me, um, he would draw. And uh, back when you had the dot matrix printers, I mean, this is like mid 90s. Yeah, yeah. They had a dot matrix printer and all the paper was you know connected together. So he would draw these big outlandish like slammed dualies with a boat, with a set of jet skis, with a trailer, with another car on it. And like have these big four page long illustrations of these cars with wheels and paint jobs and all of them would match and stuff. So I used to go over and spend the night at my cousin's house. Um, it was my cousin, Eric and Adam. Adam's two years older than me and Eric's five. So, uh, I would always want to draw like Eric and I would get on Adam's nerves because Adam just wanted to screw around and play, but I wanted to sit down and draw. Um, but you know, that kind of fueled my passion. I'd always get in trouble in elementary school all the way up through high school for drawing in class when I should have been paying attention. Um, Miss Tingen in fifth grade, man, she, uh, she threw away the coolest stuff I'd ever drawn. I mean, she did not care if she caught me drawing. It didn't matter how long I've been working on it. It was in the trash. Wow. And, uh, so I had to be real sneaky in fifth grade. Um, and, and I think it would it would kind of tick her off because I would still I, I can multitask very well. And so I'd still be listening to whatever she was doing, whether it was math or whatever. And so she'd call on me. She'd catch me drawing and call on me and I'd get the answer right. And then she'd still come take it. Throw away. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Yeah. I can't get one over on him. No. What's so, I mean. I remember, I think I was drawing, uh, it was right when the, the new body chargers came out, the four-door chargers, and I was drawing like a, a General Lee version of that or something. And I had gotten like all the way into this drawing and it and made it in the trash. And I was so mad. Uh, I used to bring car magazines to class to draw pictures out of the ads and stuff, and she'd take those away too. But uh, yeah, fifth grade was rough, but I definitely knew uh, I, I wanted to keep drawing. And I got up to high school, so I didn't have any kind of actual formal art classes until I got to high school because I did band. Um, so in my school, you either did band or you took other art electives. Um, so I was kind of robbed of middle school art um, because I was taking band. And wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. So that picture, did you play football too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how did you play football and band? Don't they like go side so by ninth, side? Ninth grade. Uh, when I got to ninth grade, I did marching band for one year. And uh, I would I would go on the field during halftime while varsity was playing, but I was playing JV football. And uh, I, I I hate to admit this, but I gave into the bullying because I could I should have kept playing in the band. But uh, my teammates in JV, you could get rotated in to be like ball boy or water boy for varsity. So they'd be sitting on the sidelines during the halftime show. Busting your balls. Oh, they got to the point where they had memorized where I would get close to the sidelines. So they would follow me to every time I got close to the sidelines, they'd be over there talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're playing the trumpet and I'm getting close to the sidelines and they start saying shit. I'd have been right there could, beside them just to let you, just man. to just so you know, I'd have been right there beside them talking shit right at you. They tore me up. 
So you <laughs> played you played in the band when this when the varsity played, and then you'd you'd change and then go play football when JV took the field. Or well, so JV's on Thursday night, varsity is on yeah. Friday. So I'd, I'd dress out Thursday night, play JV, and then I'd go be in the band on Friday. And uh, but it was fun, man. I, I learned a lot, and uh, I was also in the jazz band in uh, middle school. So I got to learn a lot of different types of music. So just for a second there, explain to Tom and Jesse what football is. We know what football <laughs> is, bro. <laughs> so there's this oblong, weird-shaped ball, and uh, you got to get it to one end zone or the other. Neither one of them's ever played football. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, surprisingly enough, I was, uh, I was a 145-pound guard for my freshman and sophomore year. Dude, I was going to get into that and ask you, because I, I knew you had told me that you was a guard and he was a little bitty fella. Yeah. I the was, only reason uh, I even knew he played football is because of that sweet pick he posted, but he said, yeah. that thing yeah. was like, let's, that let's thing screams 1980s or 90s, whatever. Let's just say by the time senior year came around, I looked a lot better than I could play because they switched my position up on me far too late in the game. Um, I didn't become a linebacker until my junior year. And by that time I've, I've spent four years in football playing offense and they throw me into defense as a junior on varsity. And I'm like, my brain doesn't work like this. Lost his last year's Easter egg, wasn't he? Oh my God. Yes. I, yeah. uh, I didn't know how to predict the offense. I just knew like when they told me where to be, I needed to be there. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I, I stumbled through that. Also, I hurt my back in my junior year. Um, family's got a history of back problems. My granddad had eight or nine back surgeries. So, wow. um, I was doing powerlifting too. Um, cause my, uh, my lineman coach was also the strength conditioning coach and coach Mathis, man, my favorite coach of all time, coach Mathis and, and, uh, coach Hammett were the head coach and the lineman coach when I was a freshman through junior. And, uh, they were just great dudes, great examples of, of how to be and, and how to, you know, inspire people and, and push them forward. So, um, he was also the strength conditioning coach and, uh, he was very, very particular on form and, and getting everything right, breaking parallel. And, you know, it wouldn't count if you didn't do it exactly right. So yeah, it, it was a squat max day, I think a clean max day. And it was also, you know, pregame practice on a Thursday. Um, so I had done my, my max power clean. I'd done my max squat. I go out to, to play linebacker on second string for the, the varsity first string. Um, and I'm going to, to blitz and actually my, my linebacker coach was terrible. He ended up being the head coach my senior year. And we went from like a, you know, eight and four record to a, a four and seven record. Cause we didn't even make it to the playoffs. Um, but my line lineman coach was teaching me how to play linebacker during this little scrimmage. And he had his hand on my back and I remember him pushing me towards the hole when the ball snapped, where to, where to be. And I planted my, my right foot and took off. And as soon as I planted my left foot, it was jello. Um, oh. whatever I slipped a disc in my back and my, my left leg was just numb. No, and I, yeah. I fell into the back of the defensive line and like tried to get up and run away and, and run off the field. And I, my leg wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so I spent the rest of that season, uh, on the sidelines, but what that did, I was in photography class. So I took that opportunity to borrow my teacher's digital SLR camera, which I didn't have one at the time. And instead of playing that year, I stood on the sidelines and took photos. All right, wait, 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 wait. So that's obviously how you got into photography. One of the reasons, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had taken art one, and I was I'd taken art, taken art one and two, I think, by this point. Um, yeah. So we were. Let's go. Year. Let's go back to that. So you started taking art classes. Yeah, and Francis Louis, man, best best teacher I ever had. 
Um, she wasn't very structured. She would, she would kind of let you do whatever you wanted on the art projects, but she was there to teach techniques and point you in the right direction, which was perfect for me because, you know, Isn't I think that's mostly the case for most arts teachers. They're not very structured. Well, a lot, not, not in the case of college. I mean, I, I, once I got to college, everything was very structured. You had a very okay. specific prompt and you had a very specific technique that you needed to learn at this point in time. But, um, you know, my, my high school art teacher was more of like a, you know, you should try doing this because you need to learn this and not like, here's the thing, do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was more like she was guiding me more than like putting me on a set path. Giving you uh, the decision of which avenue to take in art. Absolutely. In so obviously words. I picked cars anytime I could. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. uh, cars and music, which, you know, I was you know, really into, into popular culture and, and music. As oh, I'm glad you said that because I've got some questions <laughs> to ask you later. What's, what's your favorite band, bro? <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's, that's really hard. Uh, Cause there's differences in each, each right, genre. Genre. Uh, I mean, you're either looking at modern hip hop R and B or eighties. Um, oh, so quite a, quite a difference. My my first concert ever was Alabama, their farewell tour in like ninety eight, ninety eight. I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I had the cowboy hat and the boots and all that stuff going to see Alabama. Oh, I bet you were just dandy looking. Oh man, it was great. Um, but now I've I've seen uh, I've seen Hall of Notes live. Um, I've seen J. Cole. I've seen. So I've, so I've never understood their name. So why, why the hell did they call themselves Hall and Oates? Were they feeding damn donkeys or horses or what? It's Daryl Hall and John Oates, the two guys. Oh, okay. Hall, Hall, yeah. Hall and Oates, not yeah, Hall not Hauling Oates. No. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> not a big truck full of Oates going out of the highway. That's, that goes to show you how much I know about that shit because I don't know nothing about them. <laughs> Aren't they Jeez. from Alabama, you freaking hick? I am from Alabama, but I don't listen to that kind of stuff, Jess. I mean, it's just not my style. It's not no, my style. Alabama, I think. Well, Alabama's from Alabama, but I don't know about Hall of yeah, Oaks. Definitely are. <laughs> Got to see <laughs> Phil Collins in concert. Phil Collins? Yeah, 2019, man. That was awesome. That was. I can was, hear you coming yeah. in the air tonight. Yeah, and I was the only person in the crowd not that didn't have my phone up during that time. I'm in like this crowd full of you know hell? full of 40, 40 and up people. And I'm like, y'all are the ones that always give us shit about having our phones. You were born in the wrong damn years. Like I'm the one I'm waiting to do my air drum solo like I've done in the car 30,000 times. Yeah. And every other guy is like, oh, let me get it on the phone so I can show my five Facebook friends. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? <man?" laughs> It's so true, man. People just but, live through these things anymore. I was the only person in the crowd that did the drum solo in the air. I felt I felt uh, like I was the only one that truly experienced it. But uh, the only song he didn't play that I wanted him to play was Don't Care Anymore. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, but And then uh, we're going to see Shania Twain this year. So I'm excited about that. Oh, nice. I didn't even know she was uh, still alive. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> She's making a comeback. Making a comeback. <laughs> Yeah. I even knew that. I mean, I, got, I keep up with Shania, boy. She's mm. she was she was. Is she still? still is. She's still pretty pretty dang. She's fine. a freaking yeah, yeah, little dude. You know yeah. she is. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen her in years, man. She's, well, she's kept her she's right. kept her figure, and she yeah. she hadn't done any kind of crazy plastic surgery, so she still looks like herself. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check sure. it out. Uh, yeah, I got in yeah. trouble in kindergarten in the hallway coming back from the bathroom singing, "Man, I feel like a woman." Because so. Oh uh, my god. So yeah, yeah. Today they so would my, encourage it. They would encourage yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Today they give you a medal. 
my mom's my mom's morning routine was waking up making coffee getting us ready and putting on the cmt hits in the morning so oh my before, lord before i got on the bus every morning it was just shania twain garth brooks tim mcgraw like all back to back so yeah, tom, that, i'm that, gonna make a call tom he's not gonna know who i'm talking about here in a little bit probably not i don't know we'll find out we'll find out yeah yeah we'll, we'll find but, out all right so we're in school we're in art class yeah, uh, you started taking for you started doing photography on the football field. That was like your first experience with the cameras. Yeah, so yeah, with the DSLR, and obviously I had borrowed it from my teacher to take pictures of my car. Because um, as bad as it was, I was the only person in the world that wanted to take pictures of that thing. Um, so you know, I was that's kind of how I got started doing car photography was trying to trying to find ways to make my car look good. Because um, I mean, it, it really it didn't. It was embarrassing. It was definitely pretty embarrassing as a as a car. For a 15, 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid that's, you know, trying to fit in in, in high school when everybody's roasting everybody. So um, unfortunately, I parked my car up by the practice field um, one afternoon and uh, parked it right beside the Porta John. And uh, why's it got to be a Porta John? Well, because you're right there the and it says John on my screen. <laughs> Because we got to be a Porta John. We're getting there. Oh, I want to hear this story. There. So I parked it up by the Port of John, all right? And uh, the, the Port of Johns in my hometown are teal colored. And uh, so about halfway through football practice, uh, somebody turns around and goes, yo, Harris's car is the same, same color as the Porter Potty. So uh, from then on out, it was nicknamed the Porter Potty. So uh, all the way through high school, it was Porter Potty Green, and uh, I was driving around in the Porter Potty. So. We so, you yeah. laugh about that now, but then it probably sucked, right? Oh, it sucked, but I, I leaned into it. I've always leaned into any time anybody picked picked on me. That's uh, you can't give it power, you can't let it tear you down. So, I mean, Gramps got its name from being picked on for looking like an old man's car. So, and I'm gonna uh, say this: the OG Gramps. I know a lot of people are naming their car Gramps these days. <laughs> I'm gonna let let it be known that's the OG Gramps. You heard yeah. it first. <laughs> 2015 I, I went to and worked at lmr and uh and landon durham uh love him to death he does a great job on all their video stuff but he gave me absolute hell for that car and uh you know he he's the one that said it looked like a grandpa car and so he's he's officially gets credit for the grandpa vert name was that um, back when it had the turbines on it oh man it had turbines on it it was sitting like a monster truck it had the white top and <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it did look like a car that an old man would drive. It, it was the, <laughs> it was the midlife crisis, 1987 special. You should have wore your damn Stetson cap or your Stetson hat and yeah. your damn uh, pearly button up shirt when you wore that to work. Yeah. Or when you went to work in that. I could have been the guy from Roadhouse. Yeah. That'd been badass. Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah. You so you know, I mean, local stud shirt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I drove I drove it that way for pretty much the whole year. Um, I did cut put cut springs on it, which was a terrible idea. But I was tucking white letter BFGs for a little while. Um, oh, yeah. There was no suspension travel, but up. So I uh, I probably lost a couple inches off my teeth chattering them down the highway thirty five in Texas. But once I put those those SCs on it, it it changed the whole look. And Gramps is just a, a term of endearment now. It no longer looks how, like a Gramps. How long have you had that car? I bought it. Well, so eight years ago now, I bought it December 26th, 2014. Nice. So and you and the Calypso is your, actually, let's talk about that. You just got your Calypso back. 
Uh, we'll get it back, I think, tomorrow. Oh, no, nice. So, yeah, it's... Uh, you I excited? Just gotta, I am. I'm excited and terrified at the same time because, man, that car is cursed. But I'm hoping... Well, <laughs> I'm hoping, saying it's cursed. It's always going to be cursed. I'm hoping... You got to love on it, Harris. You got to caress it. Look, we're going to have to do whatever we can to get mad at Fox Resto ordained because he's performed an exorcism on that thing over the past year. I mean... We've done what everything it, to spl splash holy water on it at this point. What did it end up needing? Uh, it just needed a lot of stuff redone. Um, yeah. I had taken it to a shop that, that you know, people were there that I had had work done at before. And um, I, I thought I could trust to do to build the car the way I wanted to build it, um, which I wanted to build a, a reliable driver that, that was buttoned up and that I could jump in and drive across the country if I wanted to. Um, well, I put 10,000 miles on it and was just finding problem after problem. And, um, so I finally, after Mustang week, I had a, had basically had the rear end coming apart, um, to where I could jack it up and pull the driver tire in and out about a quarter of an inch. Um, I'm lucky to have made it home from Mustang week cause it was a four hour drive and I don't have a trailer and John actually passed me. So I'm glad the wheel didn't come off when you were passing me on the highway. Cause that would have been a mess for both of us. That would have been a bad, bad deal there with yeah. it. Cause I, I, was, I was looking back through some pictures and I was like, Oh, I took a picture of John. I'm really glad that rear end didn't come apart. Right on. For sure. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, I mean, we, we've got it back from Mustang week and I think it sat in my garage for about a week until Matt at Fox Resto could get to it. And uh, I mean, it just went in and they did a full front to back, um, which if you're, if you're worried about your car, if you have any kind of issues or, or you've bought a car that you don't know what's underneath it or somebody else did the work uh matt at fox resto they offer a service where they can give you a bumper to bumper i mean they will look through anything and everything uh i will i will admit that a quarter of his uh bumper to bumper sheet was all uh janky stuff that i've done to the car in my time having it and i'm like yep i know I like it. the janky part <laughs> i know it needs new door pins i know it needs new striker bushings i know i did that radio install not great like i yeah i get all that but uh, yeah. i just i want it to stop and go and yeah can stop you focus and go on the safely. stop and go part and quit yeah. pointing out all my shit that i did buddy please yeah. i can rewire the radio like I, just make it stop make it go that's all right. I need you right. to do. he's had yeah. it for what a year or so yeah, so the, the original return date was supposed to be Mustang Week in July. Um, and it's just been problem after problem. Um, ended up having to replace the computer. I had bought a used uh, Pimp XS system. Uh, so I, I can't knock the Pimp XS system. I just think I bought one that somebody else ruined or I bought one that was a bad batch. Um, maybe that person took it out of their car because it wasn't working for them. Um, so I, I can't really blame, you know, the pimp access system for, for my issues, but I do know that particular computer was a problem. And, um, we were getting to the point where we were data logging it and, and leech. I mean, shout out to them. They ended up not being able to do the final tune because we went to a different system, but, uh, leech motorsports had worked day in and day out with Fox resto to try to figure out a tune on the car. Um, and they kept going back and forth and back and forth and they couldn't get the air fuel to be within like 15% of each other on either side. What'd you go um, back to? What, what system? So I went back with the with the stock computer and did a, a quarter horse uh, chip in it and had a power curve over here in Mooresville tune it. Um, so, you know, we had to change the wiring up a little bit because things are wired a little different for the mega squirt with, without the mass air. So we had to wire in a mass air. Um, and actually, one of the most recent things, we bought a brand new Ron Francis uh, injector harness and out of the box, uh, the wires were backwards on the injector harness. Mm -hmm. 
So brand new from Ron Francis, it fried okay. a computer because the wiring right. was messed up. Yeah, and um, how would you how would you ever know that, right? No, like I, I can't imagine somebody in their garage that just buys that and thinking you just plug and play and now they've ruined their computer and they don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah. um, was I it believe, a speed density computer? Or, I mean, a harness or was it a mass air harness? It was a mass air harness that had been the had the, the math bypass. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah, I think it was a harness out of a 92. I can't remember. Um, but was yeah, it out it was, of an automatic or a five speed car? Do you know that? It was out of a five-speed car. Five-speed car? Uh, okay. Because I got a lot of stuff. I can't remember his name, but it's a silver T-top. He did a coyote swap. Um, yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard guys using uh, five-speed computers and automatic cars, and, and if they don't run the correct O2 harness, it will fry your computer. So, I mean, all that stuff, the O2 yeah. got rewired because yeah. it had wide, bands, had wide bands on it. So we had to, you know, go back to stock O2s and um, I mean, it was just, you know, problem after problem that would cause the car not to run right or uh, air fuel ratio was off or something. You know, my fuel pressure regulator was was bad and uh, the wiring for the fan was was not wired and, and wrapped up correctly. So there was corrosion and just, you know, problem. I mean, issue after issue, just the, so the how, list. Of, how long was it like that? I guess for the whole year I drove it because um, I got it back September 1st, 2020. And it made that's, when you, that's when you did the four cylinder swap. That's when I did from four cylinder to five up. Yeah. And uh, got it back September 1st, drove it to Mustang week. Well, it didn't make it all the way to Mustang week at first. Uh, there was a pinhole in the intake line on the BBK fuel pump. Um, so when my fuel got below that pinhole on the way to Mustang week, about halfway, about Florence, South Carolina, um, it started sputtering and spitting and cutting out. And uh, so I didn't know. I got it towed to a Jiffy Loop and had to have them replace the fuel pump. That's got to be um, the worst feeling. You spend all this money. Yeah. And I take yeah. off on the first long drive. Should have known there to just take it, you know, get it looked over after that. But but that was the first sign of many in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, ended up almost rear-ending someone, almost losing my car because I had no rear brakes. Um, because the two, the four cylinder brake line was resting on my tailpipe and, uh, cooked the brake fluid in the back. So all wow. I had was front, front brakes and an emergency stop going to a yellow to red light in morning traffic. And, uh, if I didn't know how to drive, that car would have been toast. Um, so pump the brakes just enough to pivot it to where, I mean, my front corner marker got cracked and I left a little green paint on the corner of this white Hyundai, um, but yeah, could have been seriously hurt, could have ruined the car, um, could have lost my whole investment right there. So, uh, you know, and then after that, it was the, um, you know, I got all the brakes replaced and and then went to Mustang week. And that's when Matt Serban was behind me in Gramps and he noticed that my driver wheel was wobbling and we get back to the house and all the lugs are tight. I can literally just pull the axle in and out of the housing. Um because yeah, uh, those those bearings on the end are countersunk, and if you don't countersink sink them, and you tighten everything up once you drive, I mean it's gonna that's pr- oh, yeah. that's, that's what we think happened. I don't know exactly what happened, but right. everything wasn't tied up, and in ten thousand miles, every piece of metal in that uh, rear end was nice and shiny where they'd all been rubbing together. Wow! So, but that was the kind of uh, the the canary in the mine that let us 
look around everything else and, and kind of see what was wrong. And Matt's arguably probably the most knowledgeable guy in the Fox body community when it comes to OEM standard Fox bodies. Yeah. I would say. So and I would be pretty confident that you're probably going to be pretty happy with the car. I mean, it, the way it worked on the dyno last week, that was, that's the happiest I've been with the car in years. So, uh, I mean, have you it, ever thought about selling that car, Harris? Well, okay. <laughs> He did until he wound up with too much money. No, it, no, I mean, it's a serious question, right? Like, <laughs> So yeah. out of anger about three months ago. I That's what I'm talking about, right? That, that, yeah. that John's in. I'm like, anybody want this damn thing? Like, uh, I'm tired of it. And, and But, you know, it's it's definitely cost me way more than it's worth. Um, and it was a point where I was like, is the sentimentality even worth this anymore? Like, yeah. I could have so, bought... I could have bought two, three, four Fox bodies, a truck, a boat, like, you know, all the time I've wasted waiting and, and planning and like, I could have been enjoying life. And I think I'm so, just an idiot at this so point. Is this, so what's the answer to that question? Is the sentimental value worth more? I, I hope so. Um, I hope so. It will it know break, after tomorrow. Yeah. If it breaks again, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, it'll either just be parked for a long time. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I do if it doesn't work out this time. Right. Um, Cause it has beat the living hell out of me. Um, to the point where, you know, the last time I did it, I thought I did it right. I, I collected the parts. I waited two years. I got the engine built. I stacked parts. I, I got the, you know, appointments lined up. I took the engine out myself. I pulled the two, three, like, got it prepped, got it ready, sent it to someone I thought I could trust, had them work on it, you know. So that's actually, that's actually, you got, that's actually a good thing to talk about because you're not the only one who's gone through this kind of experience. People do this every single day, right? So if there's someone listening yeah. who's going to send their car someplace, what's your advice to them to avoid that situation? Look at what they built. Um, do some research. Uh, and if you have to ask Ask, find, find who their customers were. Ask them what their experiences were. Um, and, and look for a shop that'll build something that's what you want. Um, I went into it wanting a reliable driver. I wanted something that I, you know, that I could, uh, that I could drive and hop in and be confident in. Um, so, you know, I, if you want a custom car, if you want a show car, if you, if you know you're going to trailer at places, um, you know, going to a custom shop like that might be all right. And, uh, and, you know, it, if, it, if you're going to build a, a one-to-one die cast that you might pull out of the garage and take to a, a Cars and Coffee once every now and then, that's okay. Maybe that's the kind of work you want. You want it to be pretty. You want it to look good. You want it to sound good pulling into a car show. That's it. But if you want something that's going to be reliable, something that's going to be usable, um, something that you can drive, which is what I want. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want a car that I have to have a trailer for. Yeah. Um, the only time I want a trailer is if when I end up with too many cars to drive both of them, which I'm right. already there. So <laughs> um, right. thank God, thank God for Matt Serban who can uh, come down and, and drive one of my cars to Mustang week, which I've kind of roped him into the, at least once. Um, but yeah, just find a, find a shop that fits your needs, do your research, talk to people that have been there um, and, and look at the reviews. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the reviews of the shop I went to, but um, I mean, I, I, I had seen cars go in and out of there that, that were fine. And um I don't know. You know, just just uh, you never know. Be careful who you trust your car with. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely do your research. And uh, I think, you know, with as little knowledge as I know, um, mechanically, 
I do feel like I, I should have done it myself at this point. I should have, because then I could have at least, I could at least blame myself at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, when That's, I mean, that's backseat driving at that point, you know, what if, who could, whatever, man, it is what it is. Right. It's like, yeah. But I am thankful for for Matt at Fox Resto, um, and I'm thankful for Adam at Canapolis Engines because had it, had he not built a bulletproof engine, I probably would have been even more money into it. Um, I, I've never heard a, a bad thing about any one of his engines, uh, and I can't say a bad thing about the one I've got. The thing was still still strong and and put up pretty great numbers even with a stock math last week um, after all the stuff it went through. And uh, had it not been built as good as it is, had it had it not gone to him, who knows? I, I might would have been even more in the hole with, with this whole right. deal. But well, hopefully um, you get it back tomorrow and it's a done deal, right? Primo. Because well, if I got- get it back, you'll know because it's gonna be my whole feed's gonna turn calypso green here for, <laughs> <laughs> for the next I am not driving any other car. I'm gonna live in it, I'm gonna sleep in it, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat in it. Uh, you know, it's I am gonna just fall in love with the car all over again when I get it back. And that's the thing I'm looking most forward to. Plus you got more bigger, more important things to worry about now, now that Lou Creative is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've used far too much of my, my business's money this year, trying to bring that car back, which uh, now that it's not just me running the business is, uh, is an even bigger conversation. Um, so, but you so, know, I mean, I listened, I listened to the rolling in the 5.0 podcast. That's you were probably three months in on your own. At that point, yeah, not even probably, probably a month or two, maybe two months. It was very early, maybe three, a little a year, a little less than a year now, almost a year. Yeah. So it'll be a year in March, I think. How, uh, how's it going? Man, it's awesome. Ridiculous, to be honest. Um, I thought I was hoping at some point that we'd have a lull where we could we could make ourselves business cards. We could redo the website. We could. But I mean, we haven't had that. And I'm not I'm not sad about that. Um, definitely don't ever want a slow period, but I would like some time to catch up and kind of work on ourselves at some point. Um, but man, it's, it's been awesome. Just the, uh, the, the connections and the people that that we've become friends with in the racing world and and in the car world, uh, at the same time, it's, we kind of just, it felt like a really easy transition. Honestly, uh, felt like a weight lifted after the first month or two. Um, cause I've been, I've been, Lou Creative since uh, 2013, I think. 20, yeah, 2013 is when I changed over from Lou Design to Lou Creative, um, thanks to my college branding project, um, based it off of a play on words, lucrative, Lou Creative, you know. Right. Um, kind of clever, but uh, then I redid my logo in 2016, but I have I have been operating as a freelance artist since college. I mean, I would, I would do it to, to pay bills and and get keg money on the side in college and um, was able to kind of break into the industry. Thanks to, to my Calypso car and my, my freelancing, I mean, my first paid gig, I was just Photoshopping the 2015 Mustang for, for shits and giggles. And uh, Sherrod at UPR saw the Cobra jet when I did and was like, Hey, can we share this? Can I, can I use this on our platforms and, and write an article about it? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, so that's how kind of my partnership with Sherrod started. Um, which led to me, them? you know, do what Did you charge them? Oh yeah. I mean, just, you know, but it, it was one of my first big break, my first like paying gig kind of thing. Um, yeah. but that, that got me into other places where late model resto reached out. And, um, that summer of 2014, I, uh, ended up going down to Mustang week 
Um, actually, without Calypso, because that's when I tried and failed to do the two three turbo swap. Um, but piled in the back of my parents' 01 GT, and we went down to Mustang Week for the car show weekend and shot the car show for late model resto and, and met what ended up being my future coworkers that weekend. Um, and uh, it's funny, actually, we, we were still screwing with the two three turbo on into August. And uh, it was a, it was a day where I had kind of given up on the wiring. Cause that was the last thing we couldn't figure out. Everything else was, oh. was in the car. Like it was fine, but we got to the wiring and all my ignition wiring. I don't know what I had done wrong, but I was following the instructions and I had repinned something the wrong way. I don't know. Um, but Paris, not, not to interrupt you, but someone wanted to come in here who absolutely loves you. Oh no. So I'm going to give them the chance. <laughs> who is this? Oh, you know who it is. Yo, what's up? What up, <laughs> what up man? What's going right, on? Mike, this is your opportunity. You could tell him how much you love him now. I, I told you. I already told him that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had is a good conversation at the brewery. Yeah. Uh oh. Mike, is that your man crush? Oh, yeah. For without a doubt. That's why I wanted. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of. Like, Hey, speaking of man crushes, well, I know you just came in, and I know you're all giddy and wanting to talk to Harris and everything, but, uh, you know, we're totally out of the Christmas cakes now, right? The Christmas tree <laughs> yeah. cakes? Yeah. Thank so, God. so those are gone, yeah. correct? I ate my last one yesterday. Yeah. Did you? I, I did, yeah. too. Uh, um, I ate my last one last week, but thank God for little Debbie and the grocery store around the corner from the house because now we have – Valentine's cakes. The little Valentine's cakes. I need to ask you a question. Will you be my Valentine, buddy? (laughs) Me? Yeah. Hell no, bro. What the hell? You're hurting my feelings now. Oh, man. I can't deal with no more little Debbie cakes, bro. (laughs) So, Um, look, there's two in a pack. You can have one. No, 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 no. All right. I'm done with the little Debbie cakes. Done. (laughs) What? So... I thought it would be cool, actually, to have Mike stop in, a.k.a. Calypso Mike on Instagram, because Harris has been a huge inspiration to Mike in his car. So sometimes we have fun. Sometimes we talk about serious stuff. I thought it would be nice for Harris to have a little chance to talk to Mike about and Mike let him know how he's inspired him on his car. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, well, Mike. I mean, before, before you start, I got to thank you for the uh, the peer pressure you applied at uh, at the brewery at Foxtoberfest. Yeah, because uh, I, I know, definitely was going to let Calypso sit there and and keep getting dusty if you hadn't convinced me. So, and then thanks to John for helping me get it back and, and put it. Yeah, back in hell, there. I wouldn't have got a free meal out of the deal had it not been for you, Michael. So thank you, you. I appreciate it, buddy. You got some good yeah, Mexican no out of it. Yeah, we got some good Mexican food out of that. I mean, I really wanted to see the car, well, at least our cars together. Like, I wanted yeah. a picture, without a doubt. Like, last year, I had Foxy Brown down there. So, you know, it was, I was a little jelly when I saw, like, all the Calypso cars together. And I was like, damn, I'm like, my car's just sitting at home. I'm like, it sucks right now. And it's but, what's funny, Harris, it's both Chocolate Fox shows. He's like, is, is Harris coming? You think Luke Creative's going to come? I don't fucking know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'm i trying my best to get there this year. So, uh, so yeah, working on the merch and stuff with Jen right now. And and I'm, I'm hoping to, to bring my butt up there. And, and I'll, if if the, the Lord will let me, I'll be there in Calypso for sure. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would yeah, be. It would. So we're going to have like a retro party then at Chocolate Fox or what? 
Man, so look, I was actually thinking about this a bunch, right? It totally retro meat needs to totally come to Foxtoberfest or Chocolate Fox. Man, it, it, it might be something to where it's a it's an award or you know some smaller version. Oh. Uh, but man, two of them this past year about killed me. So they don't know what it takes to do it, do they, Harris? Oh my God, it's oh, it's, it's an amazing event. You should have so saw the man. Fun. He was running around like a chicken with his head cut off, cut, cut off at the Holly Ford Fest. He hey, couldn't even know, take yeah. a look at somebody's straight. Question though. So what? He was cross-eyed half the day. Retro meet now with the Holly Ford Fest, and then with Mustang Week coming back. What's going to be the home of uh, Retro Meat? Uh, well, the home will always be uh, SBB in in uh, Merle's Inlet, but uh, we are definitely doing two this year. Um, so we will have one at Mustang week and we will have turn around a month later and have one at Holly Ford Fest, um, which this year, hopefully being able to plan both of them side by side will make it a little easier on us. Cause, uh, this past year, full disclosure, we hadn't even signed the Holly agreement until the week of Mustang week. So, uh, oh, wow. all, all the Holly stuff got planned between the end of July and the end of September. Oh, so yeah. that, that really put us, uh, the seat of our pants was, was flying fast at that point. So did you guys have to turn down the burnout box that you made for Holly Fest? So thankfully, Holly uh, funded that. Um, we did do all the, the research. We did the measurements. We, we got them all the research photos from SBB. Um, and, and thankful for, for Couch, William Couch at SBB for letting us, giving us his blessing to kind of recreate their iconic burnout yeah. box. Um, so did you, so have to, did you have to tear it down when y'all got done with it or no? So it was built in, in three pieces to where it can turn down and lay down flat and stack on top of each other. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So we kind of, the, the day before, I mean, I think you were out there and you saw it, but we kind of raised yeah. it like a barn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a bunch of guys out there pulling up the sides. And uh, yep. so there's a couple of things I, I think they're going to revise for next year, but uh, I think everybody was pleased with how it worked and, and it worked just like the real one. It contained the tire shreds and kept everybody safe. Right on. Yo, you gave me an idea. John's going to love this. You said an award. We got stereo award at Foxtoberfest. We got exhaust award at Foxtoberfest. I think we need an underglow award. Oh there my you go. god! Right? You give me an underglow award. You are outnumbered this time. I'd yeah, rather have an underwear award than I had an underglow <laughs> award. What are you talking about, <laughs> underglow award? Hey, right? look, I put my underglow on in 2020, and everybody hated on me, and it, I got so much crap for it. Nuh-uh. And now, like story. True story. Yeah. Mike saw your car with the underglow and he's like, yo, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I busted his balls, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Without that why you brought Mike in so you could have so you could have me totally outnumbered. Yeah, I'm, that's yeah. that's the whole goal here. She's quiet. Adults are talking right now. Just hang out. He's not time. a man. He's not man enough to take me on by himself. He's got to bring in backup. <laughs> hey, Dale yeah. would look good with some orange underneath it, man. I'm that's what I'm you. saying, dude. Whatever. So anyway, long story short, so I busted his balls, like, oh, fucking imports, blah, 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 you know, the whole whole stupid shit. I busted his balls. Then he got it. I started driving around. I'm like, oh, shit, like, I need to get this. So you inspired Mike. Mike inspired me. And now I'm trying to peer pressure Big Daddy over there. I'm telling you, oh, some orange head, look man. good, man. It it's coming good. back, dude. I it's probably so. never going to happen on my end, just FYI. I mean, no it's balls. like – you can get the cheapest kit for like 40 bucks on Amazon. Stick it under there see if you like it. If you don't, you're out 40 I'm going to give me some of them damn chase lights is what I'm going to get. <laughs> there you go. Put the flashers in the John, headlights and stuff. I yeah. think I think this is a perfect time for Fast 10. 
Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So, uh, so Harris, I hope you're uh, brushed up on your '80s themes because I know I you are. Not, I'm gonna lose some credibility here. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I I didn't make them too damn hard. Okay, okay. so they right. they are a little difficult though. Just FYI, they they All are right. a little difficult. Uh, right. And I know you listen to. Uh, uh, Caleb's podcast where, where I brought fast or for the uh, rapid 10, I brought it out the first time. So I think so this is something that we're going to kind of continue. Uh, second fast 10. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so, uh, yours is eighties themed, of course. Okay. So, uh, if you're watching a movie, are you watching Ferris Bueller's day off? Or are you watching the breakfast club? Man, I'm probably going for Ferris, but I don't think there's really a wrong, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Okay. So, uh, now you got to have a right answer, so you know you, you got to say yes or no. I mean, it's got to be definitive answer. You can't just say, "Well, I don't think there's a wrong answer." Ferris, that's that's, that's playing to the crowd. That's playing to the crowd. You can't play to the crowd, okay? I mean, I'll go Ferris Bueller. The the, <laughs> the breaking of the fourth wall that was pioneered, like yes, that's, that's for sure, good. for sure. All right, Cindy Crawford or Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields. I know that's tough, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, Brooke Shields. Yeah. I'm yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cherry Coke or Cherry Pepsi? Oof. Oof. See, this is getting more into my 90s kid era, though, because the wild Cherry Coke had the best label. No, no. Wild Cherry Pepsi. Cherry Coke had the best label. With rapid, the black and- rapid, rapid. You got to go fast now. Wild Cherry Pepsi. I'm a Carolina boy. I got to go with Pepsi. A Lamborghini Countach or a Ferrari F40? If you had said Testarossa, I'd have gone with the Testarossa. So I got to go with Countach. <laughs> ah, good man. Uh, what color? White. I need them. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Me and yeah. Tom had that conversation today. Yeah. It better by an Ed B. White. Either a white Countach or a, or a white Testarossa. Hell yeah. Uh, a team or the Night Rider? Night Rider. I mean, the, the car was cooler. All right, you, all right here, here we go. You're rolling out in a Cutlass Supreme or in a Volvo 240 wagon? I got to go Cutlass, man. Hell I feel yeah. like being a, being somebody from the South, you're going to get you know get more respect in the Cutlass. All right, so you're rolling you're rolling out in your Cutlass, and you're headed to a party. Are you wearing a cardigan or are you wearing a fishnet T-shirt? <laughs> man. <laughs> You're on two opposite ends of the spectrum there. I gotta go. I gotta go to Lacoste cardigan. <laughs> I can picture you in a cardigan with your hair spiked. Yeah, I need the Lacoste cardigan with the pop collar underneath. You know, green cardigan, pink polo underneath. <laughs> right on. So now, now you're at the party and hanging out with all your buddies, and y'all are playing video games. You playing Pac-Man or Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Hell yeah, I love yeah. some Donkey Kong. All right. So we got ready to go to the party. Did you use Aquanet or Dippity Do on that hair? Aquanet. I uh, I'm, I'm a hairspray guy. I got a bunch of hairspray in this thing right here. Right. Yeah. Here. Now you're riding down the road in that Cutlass, headed to the party. Are you listening to Boy George or George Michael? <laughs> man, you are killing me. <laughs> to be honest, I'm going Boy George, man. Oh. <laughs> Time, what's bro. Up? Hey, what songs on the radio? Time, I love that song, man. It's in my, it's in my own repeat on Spotify right now, man. I'm not even kidding. I'm not. I can pull it up. I love Time, it. 
Culture Club, it's on my own repeat. Right no, now. funny thing. <laughs> I was telling Mike, I was telling Mike we were gonna do this. And he's like, I'm like, you won't even know half this stuff, bro. He's like, it's number four, bro. It's number four. <laughs> oh, I, no shit. I love it. That's hilarious. Not even kidding. Oh my god. That's great. That song, like, that, that, that song was in the it was in the Dahmer uh move. It was in the Dahmer Netflix series. And really? I, I, I added it to the Retro Meat playlist like that day. And since then, I've just been hooked on it. And I got one more I'm going to throw in here, okay? This is – I know it's supposed to be 10, but I'm going to throw in one more. And I scratched this one off, but I got to know the damn answer, okay? All right. Cindy Lauper or Pantera? I'm going Cindy Lauper, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike we knew so that young. was coming, didn't we, Tom? Yeah. Mike's so I, young. John, after yeah. we talked about this, I what? was like, you're not even going to know half this stuff, bro. He's like, try me. I'm like, what's Aquanet? He's like, uh, uh, what is, what is it? <laughs> listen, listen. I thought it was hair gel because that's what it sounds like. Close. But so it's hairspray. Yeah. You were close. You were close. It's, it's what put all that, that hole in the ozone layer back in the 90s. Yeah. Right. That's Do probably, you why, know, that's probably why I don't have any hair. Have you even heard of Boy George, Mike? Yeah, without a doubt. He's like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I actually do. I can't even lie. Yeah, he wore fishnet t-shirts. He did, but not me. <laughs> I like the music. I don't like the, the fashions. I'm not going to wear the fashion. Yeah. Righto. Uh, my, my mom's uh, uh, tape collection and, and CD collection was like Madonna, Boy George, George Michael, John Cougar Mellencamp, uh, you know. So that's so, getting yeah. me to my next question. So, so is that where your love from for retro came from? Was mom? Absolutely, mom and dad both. Um, gotcha. I mean, they were uh, picture of my dad from Christmas back in like 1989, and he's wearing the high top Adidas, the acid wash jeans. His shoelaces are all loose, and it literally looks like me at retro meat. And it's like he had the mustache. I mean, it's almost spitting image. Here it is. Yeah, so his hair—he wasn't using the oh, aqua. Damn. Oh damn! Oh like, damn! It is look. It yeah. does look like him, don't it? Mm-hmm. With the super high top Adidas, like wow. You know. Yeah, so I get it, honest. But, yeah, uh, right on, right on. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! When, when did you like embrace that vibe? Uh, probably when I got Gramps. Uh, okay. I, w- I will have to say I was a an avid cheese grater hater. Um, and I was an avid GT body kit hater. Uh, like I could not stand it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I was an LX tail converter, like put a GT bumper on it, get rid of the scoops. Um, hate the stupid letters embossed in the side skirts. I mean, I literally did not like anything about the GTs until I owned one. Um, and over that year in 2015, man, I went from wanting to convert everything about that car to, to going, okay, I kind of like that. It looks like an upside Tupperware down upside down Tupperware container. Um, and I, I like the graders cause my car had, had a fresh Mako paint job on it. So my graders were nice and crispy. Um, so man, I don't know. It grew on me. And uh, I mean, from there, like I, we got into the Radwood kind of happened, right? It's like 2017, early 2017 and, uh, and Radwood happened. And I started collecting NASCAR vintage shirts in 2015 too. Um, bought bought two shirts before I went to my my first race at Texas Motor Speedway, and that kind of started that kind of vintage fashion uh, addiction where I, I just started buying shirt after shirt and shirt the shirts that I wanted as a kid but couldn't you know never got because I never went to, to many races I only went to one race as a kid 
Um, so like, you know, trying to fill that void, I was always into star Wars and I was into Terminator and, uh, just, you know, the eighties culture, uh, Beverly Hills cop. Like, so I grew up oh, with all this stuff movie, dude. back to the future, um, huge Eddie Murphy fan and like back to the future. The, the mm -hmm. 2015 was actually, you know, 2015. So, yeah. um, I got the full back to the future two costume and, and they played the, the movie at the, the theater in Waco when I lived out there. And so, I don't know. It kind of was just a natural sequence of events. That's that was when I bought my first calculator watch because I was Marty McFly for Halloween and I never took it off. Um, <laughs> just wait, you still rocking that? Oh yeah, I've got three of them now. I got a red one, a white one, and a black one. So Look I'm at like, Mike's eyes get all googly. Yeah. He's like, I so love like a, this guy. <laughs> so, He's like, damn, where can I get one of those at? Hey, like twenty bucks on Amazon right now. Just look up Casio calculator. But, oh, uh, he's looking uh, right now. Look at him. He's typing that shit in. <laughs> it was kind of a natural progression. Uh, I mean, I'd always been into 80s music. I grew up with it. Um, I think I unwillingly know every word to every Madonna song just from listening to it in the car as a kid. I'm so glad I didn't ask for Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you got you to gotta ask which Madonna. Is it the Madonna that ruined Vanilla Ice or is it the 80s prime Madonna? Because there's like different. And then, you know, you got 90s Madonna and then you got completely off the deep end Madonna since then. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we won't even talk about the completely yeah. off the deep end Madonna because we all know what she did that went off the deep end. Yeah. Like mid eighties prime Madonna. Yeah. That's, that's cool. But then, you yeah. know, doing the, doing the nude book with vanilla ice, that's, that was when it started going crazy anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of naturally happened. And then 2017 Radwood happened and it was awesome. Like coolest thing. Like, Oh my God, somebody's doing a car show for eighties and nineties cars. And me, Mike Clay, Michael Clark, um, and Emily kind of had a conversation about like, yo, this would be awesome if somebody did something like this at Mustang week. Yeah. And, uh, so we all put our heads together that first year and Mike Clay, uh, the SBB had reached out to him and said, Hey, like, we'd love to be a part of this since y'all are in the area. And Mike sent them our way. And, Six years later, uh, here we are just uh, with, with this yeah. awesome, awesome event that's gotten, you know, become bigger every every year. Somehow. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I what say if you're do. in the Mustang world and you've never experienced it, you need to do yourself some justice and go and experience it at least one time in your life. Yeah, I, well, I, don't know. I haven't experienced it. That's for sure. I don't know what it's we're so going to do to top this past year. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we had people standing on the roof at, at SBB and, and the bar owners looking at me going, you know, we've had. 20 years 20 plus years worth of bike weeks and nobody's ever got on the roof i don't know they were climbing on each other's shoulders and stuff but uh so anybody coming this year do not get on the roof it's not safe you don't i don't want those problems you don't want those problems uh crowds too big to try to fit an ambulance back there please don't do it um right on. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's just been crazy. Um, you know, thankfully that you know Michael and Michael Clark and, and Mike Clay were were there that first year to kind of help us get going, and uh, and since then we've kind of me and Emily have taken it on as as like our little pet project, and uh, it's become become pretty cool. I mean, we just started it on hey, let's get a bunch of Fox bodies and SNs together, and and it's turned into you know we got a burnout contest, we got Vaughn Gittin Jr. coming, and and participating almost every event and um i mean people dress up like crazy it's tyler oh, turner man. this year was was dressed in a full physical like uh aerobics outfit and uh 
he he took home the prize. He deserved every bit of it because he's That's got nuts. more confidence. He's got more confidence than me. I wouldn't have been up there in a leotard. Uh, oh, oh, no, bro. We're already big old rubber dildo or something. You walk around your house like this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them juicy pants. Bring them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those so, juicy pants are not coming out. I promise. Yeah. Not so, so seriously, though, for we kind of um, we didn't really talk about for the people who don't know, like what exactly uh, Luke Creative is as a business. So it is a uh, pretty much full service uh, visual creative agency. Um, it specializes in motorsports and automotive. Um, so we will do anything from a, a sponsor pitch deck for a race car driver to, you know, a full race car design or an event t-shirt or, uh, you know, a fully custom campaign for you or your brand uh, right now we're working with in the car world some names that that might sound familiar is uh Cervini's. we're doing all of their social media stuff so there's seven days of giveaways that they did before christmas um, any of their new product releases we're we're in charge of that and in charge of the, the social media and email marketing visuals um, so if you're subscribed to them or you follow them you've probably seen some of our stuff and not even known it um, but you know on our personal side we have a a, a merch store I, uh, as a kid, I always wanted to do t-shirts. Um, I designed my first t-shirt in like second grade or third grade for a, a project where we had to kind of plan an event and it was, it was a skateboard competition. So, um, that was another one of my passions as a child that I ended up being terrible at, but I always loved skateboards. Um, got to design one for retro meet last year, but, uh, so, you know, when the opportunity arose in 2018, I uh, partnered with a company out here in Mooresville called Swell Inc. that does uh, print to order stuff. Um, so I was able to start this brand with little to no overhead and uh, and kind of come up with as many designs as I wanted to without having to worry about stocking them. And we've, we've had a great partnership for the past four years, going on five years now, which is crazy to think. Um, but it's, it's been a nice way to kind of connect with the Fox community. And it's still unreal when I see folks walking around in my t-shirt designs, whether it's at a NASCAR track or at a car show or at Foxtoberfest or Fox chocolate Fox that coming up this year, I, I can't wait to see, uh, see the merch that we make, um, for that. Cause I mean, that, that stuff's probably the most fun, the chocolate Fox and the, the Foxtoberfest. Cause you actually get to work with, you know, the people who won the award and, and, uh, get to be on the shirt, which, you know, Tom, I got to draw your car, which was yeah, really cool. And, you know, I mean, sick, it's, dude, dude. it's just because that's what it's about. It's it's not about, you know, it, it's about checking those boxes for other people. Right. Like when I when I work with the magazine and, and shoot features like I, that, that's a lot more important to me than when I'm just, you know, shooting a car or just taking pictures of my own car, um, because, you know, like you get to meet the owner, you get to talk to the owner, you get to see how much it means to them when it becomes a reality. And uh, so the, the Fox Overfest shirts and the Chocolate Fox merch, uh, that that's some of the stuff that means the most because those people put all that hard work into their vehicles to win those awards. And then on top of that, they get hundreds of people wearing their car around at the event. So uh, it means a lot to me to see it. And then it means a lot for, for me to see the owners respond to it and, and have so much fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Someone sent me a picture um, they must have ordered online or something, but I got a picture of um, the Chocolate Fox shirt from like Washington State. Yeah, like Dude, it's some wild, random man. someone was walking down the street and some random guy was wearing it. 
from like Washington State, and I was like, holy shit, like that's crazy. Yeah. When, when did you start shooting for Mustang Hub? Because when my car was in Mustang Hub, I don't think you were doing it yet. So I've been shooting on and off with Henry, um, who's the editor over there, for I guess about five or six years. Um, I did some features with him for Muscle Mustangs, which is where he was previously. Um, rest in peace to a goat. Uh, Muscle Mustangs got us through, got me through a lot of bathroom uh, breaks when I was a kid. And uh, allowed me to dream and and uh, and idolize a bunch of people's cars. That that it's unreal that my name's now in in a Mustang magazine, and my name was in that magazine at, at some point. But but yeah, so I worked with him. Uh, Rob Ruska's car was the first car I shot uh, for the magazine, and I got to work with him, and and he was the editor over it. But uh, but when they went out to Mustang Hub after uh, Muscle Mustangs got went under. He, uh, I've been doing, I've done a few, but I think this year was the first time I'd, I'd really done multiple um, now that I actually had more time. Uh, Cause it was always, always the struggle of trying to balance the, the freelance work with the day job and then trying to find time to shoot cars and edit. And I mean, it's still hard to find time to do stuff like that, but. Um, so, so let me ask you a question because I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Scotty Lockenauer. Sounds familiar. Yeah. He's shot pictures for hot rod. Uh, mm -hmm. motor trend all that that's who did the the photography and the article for my car for mustang hub yep. <clears throat> so i know how he went about the process do you get to pick the cars yeah so I, that's that's been kind of i'll bring a car to him that i know or he'll tell me hey i've got two spots do you you know what do you know out that's out there um especially this past year at mustang week uh we kind of I, I was like hey i'll be I'll, I'll let him know if i'm going to an event um, you're like, Hey, I'm going to this, I'm going to do this. This person's going to be there. Would you, would you like to have this car in the, in the magazine? Um, and I'll give him a little background on the car and kind of send him some preliminary photos. And if he likes it, he'll pick it up. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of where it came from. And especially, well, the, the next issue, I've never had a cover before all the, I've, I've shot, I don't know, 10 features maybe at this point, but never had a cover, but this upcoming issue, um, of Mustang hub, I got both covers, which, unreal <laughs> i mean uh and they're both cars that that i sought out and and helped pick i mean obviously the kona 2.0 uh brian shank's car just that story and the car itself that was going to make it in the magazine no matter who shot it um so i'm, I'm glad I, I jumped on that but also got to shoot my buddy garrett shelton's new edge um which is an amazing story um an awesome dude i've been friends with him for probably six or seven years now. He's, he's a Carolina boy from, from over here near Charlotte, but um, his Mach 1, we, we always picked on each other because our cars were always broken at the same times. Um, and he'd fix his car, and I'd change his contact back to Garrett Red Mach 1, and then the car would break again, and I'd change it back to Garrett Broken Red Mach 1. Um, and he'd do the same for me, and then it got to a point where we stopped changing each other's contact names because we figured out if we changed each other's contact names, then the car would break again. So uh, in my phone, he's still Garrett Broken Red Mach One, and uh, but so, and we, real quick, I I'm sorry, I'm just my mind's going all over the place because I'm stuck on this how you pick cars for Mustang Hub. Like, do you like what is going in the future for cars that you're going to shoot? What are you going to be looking for? Man, I don't know. I, I like y'all doing this car. podcast. I I like looking for the people, right? Like. Right. You know the the car has got to be cool. Obviously, it's got to be got to be magazine worthy. It's got to be a nice build. It's got to be clean. But to me, the being able to tell someone's story 
um, either through photos or, or through writing it, which I didn't, I didn't personally write the, the two articles that um, are on the cover, but I was able to kind of help link the pieces together and get them in touch. I think Steve Turner wrote them both, which is another unreal thing for me to be able to have a byline beside the legendary Steve Turner, right? Like talk about somebody that used to get me through the poop breaks. I mean, that yeah. his name, 5.0 magazine, um, that's just, he's legendary and he's one of the best guys you'll ever meet. I mean, he's come to almost all the retro meets, I think if not all of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those guys that always makes it a point to, to stop and have a conversation and shake your hand. Just one of the most down to earth, real people. And you know, he, the, the knowledge and, uh, coverage he's provided to the Mustang world for so many years is just unrivaled. So just to even have him writing, an article for photos that I've shot is like one of those pinch me moments. Um, so it, it's really, really cool to be able to, to work alongside people like that. But, but like Garrett, I mean, his, uh, his best friend uh, passed away in a, in a car accident, which one of a great guy um, out here in Charlotte. And uh, he had a, a, a Cobra 04, an 03 Cobra. And uh, the motor from that car ended up going into Garrett's car at one point. Um, and some of those parts from that car are still in Garrett's car. And uh, it's just kind of like that, that story of the friendship and the, the, you know, the link to, to the people living on through the car, uh, which is familiar to, to a lot of us. And uh, so, you know, as cool and beautiful as the car is, it's a wonderful, it's a clean Mach 1. It's, it's lowered, right? It's on CCW's gorgeous vehicle. Um, but the story behind it just takes it that extra level. Um, yeah. The same, the same with Kona's car. I mean, having that thing be rebuilt in eight months, you know, they, they even pushed Mustang week back closer on it, right. you know, and he was still able to, you know, drive it into the shell a, a, less than a year after having that catastrophic accident on his birthday of all days. Um, right. Like he wasn't even driving you know, his, his friend was driving it home for him because he was responsible and went home and got him, got a ride home. And his buddy was driving it home for him, doing the right thing. And he got plowed into by an idiot in a truck. Um, so just like, you know, that's that's stuff that people can relate to or people can empathize with. And, and it just makes the car that much more real. Right. Um, you know, and even if even if somebody only looks at the pictures, it's a beautiful car. But if they take the time to read the story, you, you get to kind of know what the car is and who the car is and, and who the person so behind much, the car it's is. It's so much more important. Absolutely. And, and I like, I like trying to find stories that aren't just like, you know, it's got this parts and this thing. And it, I like to find the people like the, the, the story behind the car, not just the, the car itself and the parts that are in it. So, um, and then, you know, like I, I shot John's car, which is an amazing story. And uh, I shot Kenneth Sean's car, which, you know, the things that he's been through with that and the different versions that we've seen and, um, the way that he's built a brand off of it, you know, they're, they're great stories with great people behind the cars. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm always looking for. Right. So Mike, since you popped in here, what is, is my, it? That, is, uh, is everything working? It's yeah. working as best as it's gonna. Okay. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having your internet problems today. I think I got all my stuff straightened out. It's you. It's everyone else. I think me and Harris are the only good ones tonight. John's computer broke, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but long story short, what what about Harris's car and all that kind of inspired your car? You're going to laugh. The street club. I'm no, not yes. kidding you. 
Because I used to, dude, not only that, I just, you know, everything about it just looked, it just looked right. It flowed perfect. And that's what I love about the car so much. And, you know, the Street Glow, geez, I had Street Glow on a 2000 Ford Escort. Like, <laughs> when it when they used to be like, you know, the big tubes. Actual tubes, yeah. 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 And it was like always so upsetting when one of those tubes would go out because like they weren't cheap to replace. No. And luckily, uh, the my buddy that I got them from, he had a speech that was like, I would have one on the next day nice. and it, it'd be replaced. But, what the hell are we talking about? Huh? What the hell are we talking about? High quality, auto, high quality automotive modification. <laughs> and how your, your car should have street glow and you're the only one that's Without I agree. Orange would, look, my orange would look great. Absolutely killing my soul. Dude, that was back. That be back like two. A damn S10 slammed to it to its guts. A Ranger slammed to its guts. You know, Toyota. What whatever slammed to its guts. Not, not on a Mustang. <laughs> I'm gonna Photoshop orange underglow into your car if you don't if you don't chill out. <laughs> you have to do it, bro. It needs to be, it needs to be done. I'm about to put that in the Facebook group. Make a it has to be it. done. It has to be done. The next, the next, the next, uh, the next car show we see you at, I'm gonna put streaker on your car while you're sleeping. Tap lights. Yeah, we can put the tap lights in the wheel wheels. <laughs> Listen, John. There's an ask for every seat. Okay. And the thing is, like, I've watched Mike when he got this car from the beginning to where it is now. And the inspiration was always Harris's car. It's nice to hear that stuff. You know what I I mean? Listen, I totally get that. I really do. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's that hearing that story and and talking to Mike at at the brewery at Fox Toberfest was literally the reason I got Calypso out of out of impound, basically. Um, uh, and it was a pain in the butt and it was, it wasn't easy. And, uh, it, it uh, thank, thankful to, to Chris Davis for, for using his trailer on the first night and then to John for helping me get it home and, uh, and Mike for helping us strap it down after the car show. Yeah. But sure. I, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, oh, and shout out to, to bad habit detail for spit shining it while it was sitting there. Cause it was covered in six, seven months of Fox and, Resto and, dust. And- Billy and his son to helping. Yeah, they do it right in the parking lot of Foctoberfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad no habit went over there with his with his uh, croft gate and and shined it up. The inside was oof. I mean, it was all torn apart. The computer was sitting in the floorboard. It was, yeah. It, thankfully, there's there's uh, plastic on the seats, so my Recaro's stayed nice and clean. But right, but yeah, no, it was. So, uh, it, so it if was the car runs, if the car runs good, and everything is smooth. What are the future plans for it? I know you're going to say, I'm just going to drive it for now. <laughs> well, well be, being the typical Fox guy, I already have a stack of parts in the garage waiting for it. So Nice. Um, you're going you're gonna to leave the GT wing though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting yeah. rid of that. I mean, that's, yeah. I, got that, I got that hatch from a swap meet in Raleigh in 2009 for 60 bucks. With the glass. Well, I think LXs look good with GT wings, personally. I like them. No, it was silver, so I had to get it repainted. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, it was sixty bucks. I mean, that was back in the. Say, I don't remember having Calypso GTs. No, so it was a it was a silver hatch. Um, my car didn't come with 
with defrost. So I had always planned to someday wire in the defrost, but I still never done it. Um, so what, yeah, my, I mean, what, what parts you got? So uh, right now it's got race lands on the front and uh, I put them on in 2017, late 2017, early 2018. And then like it didn't, it just sat. Um, so really they're, they're blown out cause it sat for like three years on those race lands. And then it sat for the past year on those race lands. Um, so I've got a set of Maxima Motorsports uh, coilover sleeves and, and springs. Um, thankful to Alan at Coney for hooking me up with Maximum to kind of figure out what spring rate I needed um, and, and what I what I needed to run. And uh, I got a set of Coney yellows for the front. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to keep that super low ride height, but but not chatter my teeth to death um, right. like it has been on the Racelands. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm doing a different underglow kit. Um, I bought a better kit with with double row of LEDs, so it'll be brighter. Hell yeah! Um, and then I've got to rewire my radio and my my amp um, and subwoofer, and so I might take the time to color match the subwoofer because uh, I've always wanted it to be Calypso because it's oh, the, be cool. it's the fake nitrous bottle base tube from the yeah. late mid to late two thousand. Mike's been looking for one of those for like two years. Dude. <laughs> well, dude, I I can't find one. I want one just as an extra in case mine breaks. I was willing to drive almost like five hours one way to up two. You can't then, find them. And then the guy was like, literally, as I was messaging him, he was like, oh, they literally just sold. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got, I have my stereo guy looking for me. Like, everything oh, hey. that I've used, it's just like, the only thing, like, it just looks it, – it goes so perfect with the battery. Can, can you convert a, a standard nitrous bottle to one? So it's it's this big – like it's it's not an actual – it's got the same shape as like a bazooka tube. So like there's the – it's the big circle, but then there's a bottom kind of hump that's the air outtake or air outlet. Right. Um, so no, nah, I mean it, it's way bigger. I mean the, yeah. the comments I used to get when the car was still a four cylinder were ridiculous because I'd I'd put the passenger rear seat down so you could see it through the front windshield, and <laughs> <laughs> people would hear me roll up and I had a, a glass pack on a four cylinder uh, Fox yeah. body. He's got damn mattress like, on that four banger. That's a big ass bottle for a four cylinder, and I'd be like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's yeah. great, man. Hilarious. Uh, one of the funniest things we went I autocrossed. I did an autocross school with it back in 2013 or something. Back when I still had the 16 inch ponies and stuff. I don't even think I lowered it at the time, really. Um, but we were doing the safety meeting, right? And they had gone through and like looked through everybody's car. They're like, yeah, whoever's got the nitrous over there, you gotta uh, unhook that before you go out on the course. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's me. It's a speaker. They're like, oh, what? <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a subwoofer. They're like, uh, we should still take it out because it could become a projectile. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> so, yep. so, yeah, they were worried about that coming loose. It hit me in the back of the head, I guess. But, uh, yep. but yeah, no great. nitrous at the autocross, apparently. So that's the plans for the car. For What's the plans for the business? And we're just, uh, we're, we're still, uh, you know, balls to the wall. It's the off season. We hadn't, we had like a little lull right before Thanksgiving after the NASCAR season kind of finished. Um, but man, we're churning and burning. Uh, I want to end up having some time so I can redo some of my Fox body shirts. Cause you know, I've had the same things up since 2018, almost. I think the last time I put up a new Fox body shirt was 2021, late 2020. Um, so I'd love to kind of get into some more of that at some point when I have the chance, um, 
obviously um, we're going to do the calendar every year. That's become a, a tradition, which uh, we actually sold out today, um, which we didn't sell out of last year. So, so this year we, we sold out, we printed the most we ever have. Um, there's going to be a restock coming soon. Uh, so stay, stay tuned to my channels and, and Fox Resto's channels to see when, when that's going to happen. Um, Cause thankfully, you know, Fox Resto works with us every year and, and they buy an allotment to kind of sell and, and uh, give to their customers. Um, but man, we're just going to keep designing. Um, I, I'm going to keep trying to put race cars on the racetrack in the NASCAR world and uh, designing cool shirts for us Fox body folks and NASCAR folks alike. And uh, it's uh, hopefully going to be as good a year or a better year than last year. You I, got, I, you got to do more Fox body shirts, like the fade, the black shirt. Yeah. And, uh, and liquid death. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like, I'm, that's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah, man. But, that's, that those two shirts are my favorite that you've done. Yeah, that, man, we had so much fun with that, and that was that was an unreal little little run we had there with McDonald's reaching out, Liquid Death reached out. Uh, we worked with Hooters last year. Um, yeah, we've we've done some some really cool stuff. Uh, I think I was talking to John last week that I really don't give myself time to slow down and let stuff sink in at this point. Um, I feel like at at some point, if it ever does slow down, I'm gonna look back and just it's all gonna hit me like a ton of bricks, but. Um, we've, we've definitely been very blessed to, to do the things that we do. And, um, I mean, we, we wouldn't be anywhere without the people that enjoy it. Right. So I'm just, I'm glad that what I, what I like to do, um, makes people happy and, and people enjoy it enough to, to spend money on it. So, um, and that, that helps me do better things. Uh, I never stop trying to learn. I never stop trying to buy new, new art, uh, supplies and, and learn new techniques. And, um, so, you know, each and everything that, that you spend or each and every time you buy something that we make with a company that, that uses us as, as their art service um, just allows us to, to keep going and make more and, and do better things, do bigger things. Can, um, can people in the Fox body community reach out to you to have designs made? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll be honest with you with our workload. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're pretty busy. I think right now we're like, we got a three week out turnaround. Um, which in the NASCAR world is ridiculous because everything, everybody needs everything yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're less doing, you know, one-off shirts for people, people's cars and stuff. Uh, that's, that's not something we really have much time for anymore. Right. Um, but like events, you know, things that, that you're hosting or uh, stuff like that. And, and Hey, if, if you want to reach out and ask, we probably know someone that can do it if we can't. Um, in the NASCAR world and the car world, we've, we've got a pretty good network of people, whether it's videography, photography, design work, um, that we could point you in the right direction if you need something visual. Um, and, and we probably know, you know, if you've got a price range, we could probably find you somewhere there too. Um, we just want to make sure that, that everybody that needs something uh, that looks good can get something that looks good. And uh, we got a good collection of folks in our industry that, that we can lean on and, and talk to if, if there's a, an opportunity that comes up. Nice, man. So on that note, we're about an hour and a half in. This is usually right around the time where we shut it down. So got one more thing I've got to ask. Hit it uh -oh. up. So you kind of alluded to a little group that we're both in. Uh, yeah. yeah. I want to get a little bit of that as far as uh, uh, a little bit of insight on where that name came from, man, because I've been asked to ask that question. <laughs> so uh, back to my cousins that we talked about about an hour ago. Um, 
they're the kind of folks that you can't leave your your social media accounts logged in around them um, or even your your phone set down on the table or your computer open um, because they will do something to prank you. And uh, I'd say it's probably about been about five, six years. Um, but I, I had logged into my cousin's phone for Spotify or something when we we worked a, a golf tournament sign job together at one point and we were listening to my Spotify on his phone. So you can log into Spotify through Facebook. Um, so it's been about a, two years since this. And I guess he hadn't opened Safari in two years, but he opened Safari to my Facebook being logged in and uh, proceeded to write the status. I love Peckerwood <laughs> and posted it. And then Zach Burnett and Matthew Servin and Danny Hanlon and Ben Leinberger and Steven Garza all just ate it up. And it just, they, this, the status got filled with comment after comment. And then, uh, Danny Hanlon, who, who knows his way around Photoshop, decided to make a Peckerwood performance logo based off the Ford performance logo and start Photoshopping it onto our cars and onto our pictures. And um, from that point on, that's what the name of the group chat became. And, I've, been, uh, I've been inducted. You have been. Picture. Yes. Um, sure. So. So, yeah, it's uh, we, we picked on on people. I think we, we picked on we, we photoshopped Caleb and, and some other folks. There's a Peckerwood performance Instagram page out there if you want to go catch up. We had it hadn't been very active uh, for very, for a long time, but that was the foundation of the Peckerwood performance. And we've yeah, been talking about doing Peckerwood performance and it'll pop up. Yeah, we've been talking about doing windshield banners or putting it as our club name at, at Carlisle or something at some point. So but, there's damn air fresheners, guys, that are floating yeah. around that freaking say Pickerwood Performance on them that look like the ice, the black yeah. ice. Air so that was that was that was Danny and Matt's prank uh, at Retro Meet this year. They they hung <laughs> one in the in the vert, and I didn't realize it until the next day. I get in my car. I'm like, why does it smell like black ice in here? <laughs> and here it was. And it's, it smelled like pee pee touch. That was the yeah. that was the fragrance on the bottom of it. So I hate black eyes. That's the that's the nastiest stuff. Uh, between, my son yeah. absolutely loves it. I think he loves everything I hate. Well, as as bad as <laughs> as bad as Calypso smelled when I first got it, we filled that car with new car smell uh, little trees, and uh, that ruined those for me. I mean, we had them under the seats, hanging from the mirror. We had them in the back seat, so I can't smell a new car smell little tree without having terrible flashbacks of what that car started as. That stuff is nasty. Ugh, gross. It is nasty. Mike, before we log out, you got anything to say? No, just thanks for uh, letting me come on, and it was good seeing you again. Good seeing you too, man. And, just uh, always remember this, Mike. Huh? you got potential. Yeah. <laughs> you got potential. Don't be sending Harris any nudes either. He don't want. Yeah, to. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, I'll be good. You know, I was gonna wear his shirt tonight and hopefully have like you know a little titty sign in maybe later through the. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely redesigning the Calypso shirt here very soon. Because um, um, awesome. that's it's got some logos on it. I don't want on it anymore. So I gotta. I got to redesign that here pretty quick, but so yeah, there'll be another purple and teal Calypso shirt for you to wear. There you go. So listen, on that note, we'll end it here. 
I want to thank Harris for coming on. And just so everybody knows, there's so much more to Harris. You should really go check out Gary and Chris at Rolling on my 5.0. Yeah, we talked about my conception on that one. I was going to bring that up, but I figured (laughs) I would leave it for theirs. (laughs) If you want to hear about Harris and uh, being conceived in a Fox Body Mustang, you need to go check out that podcast. Go check it out. I was born for this stuff, literally. (laughs) Right. So, on that note, thank you for coming on, dude. Mike, thanks for stopping in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. uh, We'll get you all next time. Later.